just the two of us. Just the two of us. That's a fake out, guys. <laughs> what kind of fake out is that? Because there's three of us here today. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But I'm pretty tired. Wait. So. Wait, wait, wait. What? You think too early for me to do I, I'm pretty tired? I mean. I just want to get bread in here. <laughs> I mean, I, I am like, I've never been like. <laughs> never been so excited to talk to someone. I've never been so excited to talk to someone. Yeah. I'm very excited. Okay. Well, never mind. I don't want to talk to him and I'm going to go to bed. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Can we talk? It's the Bedtime Paha Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very special guest. He's uh, so funny. He's a comedian. So funny. He really is such so funny. a dynamic performer. Oh, dynamic. He uh, wrote on the most recent season of Loki. And that's literally the only credit he needs, but he has more. <laughs> he is a recipient of the... What's it called? Inevitable grant. You it's, know, we're just saying that because I'm grateful for the grant. It's yeah. really cool. It's grateful a really cool grant. grant, and we support it. And we support um, it. we've we've donated our, millions, our hearts to it. Well, it's why we don't own a house. We donated a million dollars to the grant. Um, and he's uh, uh he was a member or is a member of Sunday Company, of was, the Groundlings. Was. Yeah, did Sunday Company Groundlings. Was. Um, yeah. Guys, we are talking to a true comedic mastermind, um, and you are really in retreat. Please welcome Brett Moline. Hey, hey. I, as a true fan of the podcast, which I am, by the way. Yeah, he listens. We were talking before the podcast started how some people say they listen to your podcast, and you can tell they don't really. They're trying to be supportive without listening. Yeah. I'm supportive with listening. And that's what we like. Mm -hmm. That's what we like. Brett, I will actually say... I feel like you were the first true fan, like vocal fan of the podcast. Yeah, he was an OG sleepyhead. I was very worried for a while because we weren't getting like a lot of feedback. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, like those first few weeks, but yeah. you were the first one to do it. And once you did it, a lot more people started to do it. And it it's nice. Um, you're really good at giving giving it up for people. That's something I love about you. Hey, thanks, man. I hey, it's it's sincere. All right. I mean, it is. Uh, I think that's the thing too. It's like when I say something is good, I mean it. Oh yeah. He doesn't pull the punches. Yeah, I think uh, I wish more people would do that. I I try to do it. I try to give it up for people if I like something. Like make sure that they know because. How do you know if any, I mean, I guess you can have an instinct. You can, you can, you should definitely like what you're doing creatively, well, it, but. It, this situation was a classic case of like, Noah was worried the podcast was bad. I kept telling him it was good. And then classic, a man told him it was good. And then he finally <laughs> believed me. I remember it like it was yesterday. It's because you're too nice of a person, Sid. You're just such a gem. Nobody thinks I'm nice. <laughs> Nobody has ever been like, that girl's nice. Sid Steinberg, too nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think, well, it's just like, you're my wife. Of course, and you're, you're like, of course you're going to say it's, it's good. No. Aren't <laughs> I hard on myself, Brett? You are. You're hard on yourself, yes. Like many of us. Yeah. Um, I've known Brett longer than I've known Noah. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that right? crazy? Oh how long yeah. have you guys known each other? Uh, eight years. Can you tell me how you met? We met. How'd we meet, Brett? We were on the same house sketch team at UCB. Mm -hmm. And uh, for three years, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, it was we, really fun. Yeah, we Sid wrote sketches, and I got to perform in them. Sid performed in some, too. Uh, one yeah. of my favorite sketches that you guys have talked about on the podcast was LaCroix Boys, where we each got to play a flavor <laughs> of LaCroix <laughs> and sing about... LaCroix. <laughs> that was fun. Brett was the key lime LaCroix. Oh. Wow. That, how do you remember that? That's I remember amazing. every sketch I've ever written. Yeah, that's but you dope. don't remember things that happened yesterday. No, that's not as important. <laughs> that's true. Wait, I am that way too, though. Yeah. What is that? Is it's that just great minds. Yeah, is that right brain, left brain? What is it? I well, think that's uh I think that's left, left brain. brain. But I don't think Noah's right. Well, maybe Noah is right brained. Wait. I think I'm pretty right brained, yeah. Left brain is remembering what happened further. I actually don't know if, well, no, if I don't the know memory. That. I don't know if the. <laughs> I'm just saying we're like, you know, 
a little bit off the rails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Noah is very like Mr. Hard Worker. Like I'd say I'm like an accountant that's being a comedian. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you guys are like artists being comedians. You know what I mean? Oh. Like not that I'm not an we artist. We love it. We love it. No, you are you are an artist, but we are artists. <laughs> I think I'm a little more like stringent and like tighter. Like um I have a stiff asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and like, Brett and I are loose loose boys. But I'm very silly though. That's what's weird. Like yeah. my humor is not like Jesselnick or like it's not like witty. No. Oh no, we know. Um <laughs> But there's definitely silly accountants out there. Oh man, could you imagine having a silly accountant? What a nightmare. That guy's gonna get fired. Yeah. Yeah, if he's joking around trying to make jokes, I'm like, dude, we're talking about money. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sick. <laughs> He's riffing with you. <laughs> Six, you have $69 million. Uh, no, I don't. No, I know. I just like that number. <laughs> that sounds like an unfunny accountant. Yeah. I guess you're you right. You should do that. Character. Um. <laughs> JK. Um, okay, Brett. We have some questions to kind of get us into the pod. Okay, wait. Before, can I ask one question? Before, yeah. Because I, to me, this is interesting because I think a lot of times, a lot of people start podcasts and- you know, maybe it's not what you want right at, right at the start. And I'm curious, like, when, what episode for you did you feel like, okay, it's kind of starting to get, get some momentum and we're getting in our groove with stuff? I thought it was in perfect to the first episode we did. <laughs> I really did. I was like, this is a gold mine. <laughs> Noah? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I would say, like, you know, I really want to answer this question correctly. So let me go to our catalog. But I, I would say you like, did God, Brett, you asked a nerdy question. I would say like, I don't know. Um, stringent. It's a stringent. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm just like, I was always doing my. Oh, art. you know what it was? I think it was the Father's Day episode where I really felt like we were hitting our stride because a lot of that's a, from that point forward, a lot of people started you know, being very vocal about what they liked. And that one got like a really big reaction. And I think it really, now we start to see what types of topics and things that are like perfect for us to talk about. Um, I think things where we can both obviously be very passionate and anything that we are either both wrong about or both right about are mm -hmm. like really good topics for us. Um. You know, for example, us talking about like our divorce. Oh yeah, you but know, that like, was the first episode. I know, but like, I'm just saying, like that—that that was that's like a great topic. That's something that I was clued into. That was like, this is the type of thing we need to keep talking about. But after the Father's Day episode, I feel like it really started. We've started to hit our stride. And um, see, I love that you guys knew. Like, I think that's the hardest thing about any project is like finding the thing that people respond to. And the tone of it and like the the like heart of what makes your thing a thing that people want to watch slash listen listen to. Yeah, I, to that note, I think also I was a little embarrassed, I think, at first of how like voyeuristic the listening experience is. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Meaning yeah. like, Wait, not what I like. <laughs> meaning Wait. What do you mean, voyeuristic? I feel like, like keeping in on our relationship. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know 100%. what I mean? Like, I feel like people, like, the more we can, instead of we're, instead of us talking about our relationship to the podcast, like, actually, like, actively, um, not being our relationship, but, like, doing the relationship on the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. the more I think people really like that because they're, yeah, they're like a fly in the wall in our bedroom right before bed. Like, that's the... That's the idea, um, and that is kind of what why we wanted to bring a guest on because we're just doing that with someone, with someone actually in our bed. Yes. Um, so that's you. Well, again, I'm very honored to be here, and yeah, I think it's such a cool podcast. I told my friends in Omaha about you guys. <gasps> oh my god! Um, oh my I said, god. I'm like, they are a millennial married couple that like has these conversations that are just so like uh in depth and like you really listen to one another and you like uh can disagree with one another and really hear each other out uh and i really admire that because you know 
we were raised by a generation that wasn't always able to do that. So speak for yourself. My dad is the greatest generation. He's <laughs> not a boomer. Yeah, but they fucked up the boomers. No, I know. My parents are horrible. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no big deal. Let's not talk no about it. No big deal. I hate my family. Um, okay. Brett. Yes. What keeps you up at night? Oh boy, oh boy. Um, what keeps me up at night? If I go to bed before 11 o'clock, can't do it. You're laying there, tossing I'm and turning. I'm laying there like a fucking idiot, just like trying to fall asleep. I can't do it. When I have an early morning flight, even when I'm like, oh man, I need to go to bed. I have to go to bed. You know, I'll smoke some weed, smoke some indica. I never smoke indica because it just knocks me out. I still can't fall asleep until like at least 11 o'clock. And 11 o'clock's early for me. Well, are you stressing, thinking about something? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm restless. I don't know. Maybe. So what keeps you up is is almost the time you go you get into bed. Yes. Yes. And I think, too, is, like, I'm a night owl. Like, okay. Like, so what's keeping you up at night is just you wanting to be up at yes, night. Yes, yes. Okay. Myself. Well, disappointing. <laughs> um, what were you looking for? Sarah? I was yeah, looking for, like, what makes Brett just like get stressed out but now that i'm thinking about it he's not really a stressed out person oh no i am i mean it's just the excuse me um it's just you know it's typical career stuff and you know worrying about rent and it's the typical that kind of stuff the hits yeah the hits and also sometimes i think about uh you know what my life will be like in like 30 years. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And like will I be going to bed the same way in 30 years that I am now? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Brett, I love that. That's a good one. Okay. That's a good one. That's really So you're like is it your future it, tripping about your bedtime routine? Yeah. It, it, but is it like will I be in this bed? Will I be in this place? Will I have a bigger place? You know, is yes, it like that kind yes, of thing? Yes. Yes. And I also think about um, audience. Uh, I'm a disabled dude. I have severe scoliosis. Uh, half my back's fused. And uh, I do, you know, I, I stretch every night and every morning. I know Noah stretches. Uh, shout out to Stretch Boys. Yeah, Stretch uh, Boys United. Stretch Boys. <laughs> you know, I do your routine that you gave me. Wait, my routine? You, well, you told me like two things, which is like this one laying down yes, where you pull yes. your knees in. Yes, yes. And then like straight. And dude. pulling it back. I mean, I do more than just that, but I'm that glad. I included that when you you did it on me. Dude, I'm glad that that freaking worked. When did we do that? We were. Was it at your apartment in K Town? Yeah, you I came know. back. We were ha- we were out, and then you came back, and you were like, we were just hammered, and you were like, we gotta stretch, man. <laughs> dude. It is crazy how like men love talking about stretching with other men. <laughs> Yeah. Men will like it, uh, they will go in on stretching for hours. Like, what? What's your routine? What do you do? That also, men. I think. Do you like vacuums? Do I like vacuums? Do you like like? Do you have like an affinity for a vacuum? No, I fucking hate vacuums. Okay, I'm never sorry. mind. He's from the Midwest. <laughs> He's a different breed than us. Yeah, sorry. I love a vacuum. <laughs> or or I got a leaf blower. I could be out there for hours with that thing. Okay, leaf blowers are better. The reason I don't like vacuums is we had a vacuum growing up that sucked. And we, my parents would never buy a new one. And we always had to, like, mess with it. And it never, we always had to, like, vacuum forever because oh, that's it wouldn't annoying. pick shit up. So that's why I hate vacuuming. Um, okay, vacuum. but let, going back to that thought about. Okay, so you have to stretch. So what? Yeah, go back to that before Noah so rudely. Interrupted. No, just no, the. No, no, we got, we got hyped on stretching. Yeah. Just uh, the idea of, like. Am I going to be, is this how I'm going to go to bed in yeah. 30 years? Oh, yeah. And I was saying, like, you know, even my, my body, mm-hmm. you know, my body before the pandemic, way different before, or, sorry, my body now is way different than before the pandemic. How so? I just, I mean, I feel like I have to, like, I'm not moving as much because my I'm not working at a restaurant anymore. Oh. That's probably it, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like I'm like, oh, like, I just feel more rickety than... Mm-hmm. When, you know, before the pandemic. And I do feel like uh, COVID had some, like, because I got COVID and it did some shit to my body. And, Oof, uh, yeah. but yeah, I just think I'm like, now now I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm in my 30s, my, my late 30s, and I'm thinking body longevity, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's different too. So, but anyway, I think about 
that. Like, oh, how's my body going to feel in 30 years? You know, like, is, you know, all, all the things of like, oh, am I going to have the same bed? And again, to what Noah was saying, like, where will I be? Will I be here? You know, will I be in this apartment? Oh, probably not. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think about that shit. Yeah. Sid, I don't know if you remember, like, like we weren't married yet, but three or four years ago, I, I think we, we were in my parents' place. We were lying in bed, and we were both talking about, like, what, as it relates to our career, like, what is our future going to look like? Are we going to still be in this like financial space? Are we going to, you know, having that fear of like, what, what are we doing right now with our career? And how is that like going to affect like what we are and who we are and what our relationship is in, in 10 or 20 years? Do you remember this conversation? No. And ultimately, (laughs) yeah, it was just a pivotal moment. Relationship. But I remember us feeling, I think sometimes when I think about my career, eh, that I'm just like, oh, I'm not where I want to be yet. And, early, you know, even back then, I really wasn't where I wanted to be and worrying about that. And I'm like, oh, am I shooting myself in my foot? And in 10, 15 years, I'm going to be like, oh, this is fuck. Why did I fucking do this? But then I always go back to, I don't feel like I have any other choice. Like, and I don't want to make any other choice. So why, why even worry about that? Yeah. Yeah. And to your point of, oh, I always want to be, I'm not where I want to be. I've been thinking about that a lot too. And just trying to be like grateful for everything that I've already gotten to do Mm -hmm. and people I've gotten to meet. And, um, and I would have, cause I think about, I'm from small town, Nebraska. I think about. You know, I'll never, my mom said this to me and I was like, she, um, we were in, in Grand Lake, people in Nebraska, you'd go up to the Colorado mountains for summer vacation. Uh, unless you're super rich, then you go to Florida and go to Disneyland every Disney world every summer. Anyway. But, um, Ugh. yeah, that's a suit. That's where <laughs> the rich disgusting. Rich, rich people, people are so stupid. <laughs> so embarrassing. You know, what's the hot, you know, what's. That's your big High vacation. Luxury. That's the yeah, yeah. That's the mouse. You know, you do the mouse. You got one Disney World vacation uh, in my childhood. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, so uh, but we're in Colorado, and I was like, this was like a few years back, and I was like, Mom, think about. I'm like, sometimes I just think about living up here. You know, I'm like I could just live up here in Grand Lake, Colorado. You know, work at a bar and just be up here. You know, maybe work at the theater. You know, here and there, do a couple shows and. My mom looks at me and she goes, Brett, you would be happy for five months. <laughs> <laughs> she is so right. <laughs> like, oh my God. She was so straight faced when she said it too. It's so funny. Yeah. Well, that, I, we think about that all the time. We think about that all the time. It is actually a later topic, but we can just get into it now. Um, Let's sorry, get into I it. Jumped us in. No, no I love this it. This happens all the time. Okay, good, good. Okay. This Obviously, we talk about it all the time. I was like, let's move to the country. I'll get a cow. We'll be happy. Simple life. And then I I picked up a shift at this old restaurant I used to work at last weekend. And um, there was this, like, British couple who lived in Warner Springs, which is a suburb. It's, like, the most northeast San Diego you can get without leaving the county. And I'm from San Diego, and I'd never heard of it. And they're like, it's gorgeous they're british it's gorgeous it's so beautiful tiny town and i was like yeah i think about leaving this city all the time and then the one lady looks at me in the face and she goes well it corrupts you (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh my god i'm gonna say that for the rest of my life well it corrupts you (laughs) well it corrupts you (laughs) and i was like totally i feel corrupted i feel corrupted Wait, how do you feel corrupted? How has L.A. corrupted you? I just, like, yeah, I care about stupid shit, you know? Like, I get angry in parking lots. Yeah. I get, like, frustrated by traffic and, like, so many people everywhere. just feel uh, this intensity that is slowly, like, whittling away at my spirit. And you're from tiny town, Nebraska, and I just wanted to know. 
Is he uh, from right Carney? by there. Right, that's where my folks live. Actually, mm-hmm. that's dude. Have you been to Carney? No, you told us. Oh, okay, okay. We were driving through one like. Oh yes, um, and we called yes, him. Yeah, that's where my folks live. Yeah, yeah. good memory. Yeah, and Brett lost his mind over us trying to get sweet corn. <laughs> you gotta get sweet oh, corn. Oh God, I know. Corn. We didn't deliver. Carney, Carney, Nebraska didn't deliver on sweet corn. He Very had sad. me calling restaurants, and I was like, "Do you sweet corn?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> um, but anyway, I wanted your thoughts on city life versus country living. Um. Okay, first of all, I just want to say I'm sorry I'm burping so much. This hops is got me burping. I apologize. That's it's fine. very good though. The the sleepy heads actually know about hop water. We've talked about it so okay. much. Wonderful. Yeah. Burp as much as you want. Um <laughs> fart, uh, shit, piss. <laughs> this bed is your bed. Fart man. shit piss. You can fart shit piss, whatever you want, dude. Now it corrupts you. <laughs> this bed corrupts you. Well, it corrupts you. It was like Michael Caine, but a woman. Yeah. It corrupts you. It corrupts you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm a mixed. I'm a mixed boy when it comes to living in the city versus living small town Nebraska versus because then you got Omaha, Nebraska, which is like you know city in Nebraska. Um, is it big though? It's it's not. It's it's pre- it's a small city for sure. I think there's like five hundred thousand maybe or okay maybe seven hundred fifty thousand. Anyway, but um yeah, um <clears throat> excuse me. Um I feel like the thing that I would miss about living in LA, I went to New York with my buddy who is uh from Cincinnati. From Cincinnati, bigger than Omaha. Mm-hmm. And he's a very creative dude. He's a graphic designer, but he also is like plays uh locally um as a musician and um yeah, he just and he reads plays and yada yada yada. But we went to New York City and we get we had a dope weekend and at the very end of the weekend we we're just talking about oh what was our favorite moments and he goes, dude, this is gonna sound lame, but it was the conversations. Oh it, no, no, because this is the thing because in small town America or like even middle of America, you're not surrounded by other creative people and having the conversations are different. And I like I love going back to Nebraska, but just the conversations are different in that way because people just aren't constantly surrounded by creative people and doing creative things and focused on doing creative things. And so I don't know. I think sometimes we take that for granted about, you know, just how we can have these types of conversations that are like creative and talk about TV and film and books and all that shit, uh, maybe with a little more depth than the average a uh, person could. No, I yeah, I say oh no because that's what I was worried what well, he was going to say. Well, it's interesting cuz we uh, we did an episode a few weeks ago and I was ta- I went to Columbus that weekend and I was I would we Sid was making the point that like she was making that point and I kind of felt like surely that can't be true. Like how like coastal elitist is that to think that um you know the only the people on these big metropolitan cities have these conversations, but it's, it's not even about where it is. It's about the types of people that are moving there because the opportunity is there. It's like, of course you're going to, you're going to enjoy having those conversations with creative people that are doing the same thing as you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the people who are doing the same thing as you live in the big city you live in. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing, but that's specifically LA and obviously New York and probably Chicago too. Um, you know, I don't know about any other big city, so that would be different, but that's like specifically for me in LA, I know that I would miss that. Now in Nebraska, there is a sincerity to people where you can meet strangers and hang out with them the entire night and then say goodbye and say, Hey, it was great meeting you. You know, have a good one. See you around. And then you go and you probably never see him again. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I miss that. You know, there is a, there's like, and they don't care. They don't ask what you do. You know, they're not like, they don't care how much money you have. Um, they, they meet you where you are and you can have conversations just about, about life and things you have in common. And um, like when I go to Omaha, my buddy, or my buddy, he's my buddy, he's also my cousin, owns a, <laughs> my buddy, uh, my buddy cousin, um, he owns a dive bar, and 
So, you know, I'll go hang out because I stay with them. So I'll go hang out and always meet people. And, you know, they'll even like meeting women, like date, like women in Omaha, you'll meet somebody and, you know, I'll be like, all right, well, I'm taking off. And they're like, great meeting you. And they're like, well, hey, give my number. Like, I'll text me, like, I'll text me later, like, see where we're at. And if I don't see you tonight, like, text me tomorrow. We'd love to see you again. You know, we're like, mm-hmm. that would never happen in LA. Yeah. You know, just like the openness to meet people who you don't know. And obviously, it's hard because LA is a bigger city. There's a lot more danger in LA than there is in Omaha, Nebraska, or obviously even smaller men than Nebraska where I'm from. But uh, yeah, I, I miss that. I miss just the sincerity of people. This is going to sound condescending, but it feels that, but I'm going to say it, <laughs> but it feels like in LA or in a big city, you just have so many more options. So you are kind of always sussing out those options. Yeah. I mean, like, you but know. Yeah, I think that's a that bad thing. thing. No. no, it is a bad thing because yeah. you're totally have a, you're closed minded on, on the possibilities uh, uh, that an evening could bring or a person in front of you could bring. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would never just like go to a bar and like strike up a conversation with a perfect stranger. I did it many times when I was in Columbus that weekend. Yeah. See, wasn't it fun? It was so much fun. Yes. I I I wish I wish this city felt more like a small community. I think that is the beauty of comedy here. Yes. That it, you do have a bit of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it does feel like we're in our own little kind of bubble in the city and and there is like a, a shorthand you have when you meet someone who's also a comedian or a performer yep. but outside of that um you know you don't really have it as much um yeah and it's mean, a shame mm-hmm. like my cousins came from nebraska they're the nicest freaking dudes you know good looking dudes uh one of them was single and he by the time he left he was here for like 10 days and by the time he left, he's like, Brady boy, I do not envy you. Here. He's like, <laughs> literally, I felt bad for him. Like, he'd, he'd go up and, like, start start talking to, like, a group of women. And he's like, hey, how are you? He's like, yeah, no, I'm, we're just out. And, you know, my cousin's from L.A. And, you know, he would, like, strike up a conversation. We would talk to him for, like, five minutes. And then even if he did, like, if we did buy a round of drinks, they would, like, sip on him. And then they'd be like, all right, well, thanks. Have a good night. He's <laughs> <laughs> just slowly turn around. And he looks at me like, did I say something? I'm like, no, dude, it's not you. Yeah. Like, it's L.A. culture. You know, yeah. what, another thing is, Brett, when you go to Nebraska and you tell someone you're from L.A., are they, like, blown away? Uh, First of all, I don't say that I'm from L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I you say live I'm, in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, no, it's funny. My cousin always introduces me as from L.A., and I correct him every time. Um, yeah, point of pride. A hero. Yeah. Well, no, I just you know. No, why would you want to say you're from LA? That's terrible. (laughs) That's like not even a thing you can be, really. (laughs) No, I never say I'm from LA either. Well, yeah. I I much rather because people I think you know people from LA have a negative connotation. Well, yeah. It's like they're a fucking freak. Yeah. (laughs) They are freaks. I mean, I don't. I mean, I. I I have a lot of friends who are from LA and they're, they're all mentally ill. <laughs> nuts, so sad. It's a I'm hard because like, it's a hard place to grow up in. Well, yeah, I don't know how you grow up here and like don't have like severe body dysmorphia. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I can't speak to that. I don't know, but uh, yeah. I mean, anyway, my heart is in Nebraska, uh, so I say I'm from Nebraska. <laughs> but yeah, they do. They are like, wow, you live out in LA, and you know that's always. The fun. They, then they ask questions about that, and we start talking about LA. But again, they do not ask what I do out in LA. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that's the best. They don't, and I'm like, I fucking love this. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice to not have your job be like who you are as a person. Yeah, anymore. out here in LA, it's like if you get asked, like, "Oh, how have you been?" and you don't immediately start listing off the things that you've been doing in your career or the things that you're working on for your entertainment career then like people it starts to feel like sometimes people are like oh they're not doing anything yeah oh they're going on hikes oh, <laughs> oh. lots uh-huh. of lots of time on their hands yeah. i i actually just not even in la like i went home i went to a wedding for some home friends this weekend 
And I found not with my friends, but like peripheral friends that were there or like friend par- friends of parents when they ask me like how I'm doing. I really don't know how to answer. This is my problem, but I don't know how to answer that question without talking about work. Like I don't, I'm like, I do not, what are you looking for? Like, what are you, what do you want me to say here? You should just say that. What are you looking for? (laughs) What do you want from me? (laughs) Nothing. No, I was just acting. No, no, you tell me. (laughs) Oh, what do you want? I'm fine. (laughs) Oh my God. Or like people, they were like asking how Sid was. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like, I don't, do you want me to say that she's depressed? What do you want me to say? Like, that we want to hear. That we want to hear. My wife wants to kill herself. No. I no, don't want to kill I know myself you don't. I know you don't. anymore. <laughs> I'm doing better. No, but I'm just like, I don't know how to answer that question yeah. without talking about work. It feels, but it, it feels like that's the way to answer that question because it creates a conversation yeah. that people want to, that people are willing to have. But it doesn't feel like an answer to that question. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, when people ask me that, I always go with how I'm feeling. I've, I've been trying to ask, instead of being like, how have you been? Or, or I've always, always tried to ask now, how have you been feeling? So that people don't list off their career shit. Yeah. yeah. Even me, I, I start with high, like in your situation, Noah, mm-hmm. I always am like, oh, it's, the weather's been gorgeous. Maybe that's a Nebraska thing. You can always go to the weather. <laughs> the weather's been, weather's been absolutely gorgeous. I've been hiking. I do say I've been hiking a bunch. I try to lead with that. Now I'm like making, ever since I went back to Nebraska and came back, here's a story for you. Went to, back to Nebraska. It was really, this is sad that I noticed this, but this is real. I thoroughly enjoyed the moment of me and my cousin's friend were sitting on her porch watching my cousin mow the lawn and talking and drinking a beer. And we did that for like two hours. Yeah. That sounds lovely. It was incredible. And I was like, I would never fucking do this in LA. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. Well, you don't know anyone rich enough to own a lawn. So, <laughs> hey, you guys have a backyard. Yeah, but it's let's turf. Just get somebody- <laughs> I'm mowing turf. Let's get somebody. Hey, let's run your vacuum over yeah. it and pretend like you're. I do have a leaf blower. Yeah, but you yeah. can't talk over it. It's too loud. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can come by any any time. We could take our shirts off and drink beers <laughs> yeah. and, and do the leaf blower. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. Um. Anyways. Yeah, that does. I like those slow country things you do. Mm-hmm. I like those like slow those country slow things country you do. Things yeah. you do. But do you guys, when you go home, do you do you find this too? Like where people. So years ago, I was in a band, and I had quit the band, and had moved home because I was like in debt and just going to live in my parents' basement. I was 26, going to live in my parents' basement, work two serving jobs to move back out to LA to pursue comedy. And there were so many people that had no clue that I'd quit the band. And so everybody was like, hey, how's the band going? And I had to tell every person that I'd quit the band, (laughs) even though it had happened like half a year before. Yeah, having to like relive that. catching up? You know, I feel like people are catching up to things that have happened way back when i don't know it's weird it's an odd feeling i do have that but for me like i've been in the pursuit of comedy for so fucking long like since i was like i've known or have done comedy since i was like 18 that's dope so and then i knew i wanted to do comedy even before that so what the question is is um so you still you still doing comedy? <laughs> like that's that's the question, and it's like, yep, still doing it. Um, and it makes you realize like how little anyone's really paying attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it also makes me realize like how much I have to succeed on a really big scale for anyone to really notice or stop asking that question. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also, do you find yourself, because what I find myself, it, but there's some people that I can talk more extensively about stuff with, but most, it's like when I get into the weeds about yeah. talking about a project that I'm working on or, you know, whatever's happening with the strikes, that was a bit like, I don't, didn't feel like I could really go past more than two or three sentences until they were like, okay, you're starting <laughs> to lose me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> 
on Sunday, I had like a brunch with my family in New Jersey, and I had like some um, extended family members there who were asking about Sid, and they were like, "What is she up to?" And oh, I, they I love Sid. Yeah. And Maybe. I was saying, I was saying, you know, she's actually, um, she's writing a, a horror movie right now that she's gonna take out to uh, studios. And and I it was met with absolute silence. Really? Like it was as if I admitted that I like liked getting pegged. It was <laughs> it was so bizarre. Not from my like family members. Like, yeah. Obviously, my family would you know they would be pumped about it, and they're like, I've kind of me between me and my brother and you, we've educated them enough to like know a good question. But everyone else was just like absolutely. They were like, oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was so, I was like, what, what did I say? Did you say that? No, I just, I honestly. <laughs> no, you need to say what you're thinking to your family because it would be hilarious. Yeah. What like, did I, what, what did I say? What, what, everyone goes silent when I say horror? <laughs> what I honestly did is I got up and I went to the playroom to hang out with my nieces. Because I'm like, they get me. Yeah. <laughs> I really was like, you they. You screamed that at the table. Yeah. They get me. These fucking five-year-olds get me, okay? <laughs> you two, you guys just meet me with silence. <laughs> um, okay, anyways, let's move on. Unless okay. we have anything else to say about it. I feel good. Brent? I'm excited to talk about your movie here or after. Here or after. Yeah, yeah. After. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, something I've been thinking about, my voice cracked, something mm -hmm. I've been thinking about is how... So this has been a hard year for, I would say, Sid and I. Um, and I... Uh, Relationship-wise, or what do you mean? Not relationship-wise. A ton of horrible things have happened. Okay, you know, okay, okay. Red dying, yes, yes, yes. the strike. Cool. We had another dog die. There was an incident at work that was very scary for Sid. Um, for the most part, our relationship has been pretty good. We had one kind of, you know, thing that happened, but we got through it. And it's like, but for the most part. <laughs> I'll tell you after. <laughs> our, our, our relationship has been pretty good. But like I everything else. I just have else to say, hey, if you're not subscribed to their Patreon, you're missing all of Sydney's facial expressions. <laughs> And they are dynamite. Oh, my God. Um, Thank you. So, okay. So, and for me, when those bad things happen, like, I can get not over them, but move on with my life in a day. And for Sid, it, she holds on to stuff for really long time. Like, it, you, you, you experience the emotions of them. And you let yourself experience those emotions for a really long time. And I was talking to some friends about it over the weekend. And they were, they were, one of my friends were like, that's just the difference between men and women. Do you agree with that? I don't buy it. Respectfully, I do not. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, I'm that way. It's a fixation thing. I have to, for me, it's, I am analyzing what I could have done. I'm replaying it. It's not, I'm not saying it's healthy. And I'm not saying that this is what Sid does, but this is what I do. I think about it. Okay, I'll give you an example. My dad said, texted me something that I just, it really pissed me off. And it was one text, and he even apologized for it right away. Because I was like, don't ever say that shit to me again. Wow. And it wasn't about me. It was about something else. It, it was like, a, I was just like, dude, come on. I'm dying to know what it was. <laughs> it was, you know. Uh, you don't have to say. You don't okay, have to yeah, say. Yeah. Tell me after. <clears throat> okay. I'll definitely tell you after. Um, <laughs> but sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want the goods? Subscribe to the Patreon. Give us money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, um, he, yeah, so we apologized for it right afterwards. Whatever. Move on, right, Brett? No. I thought about it. It happened on a Saturday, midday, and I, not until I talked to him on the Monday afterwards, and like really get got my thoughts out, could I begin to like let it go? And but even then I'm like replaying, oh, should I have texted him this? I should have responded this way instead of doing that, because then he would have really got what I was trying to say in the moment. Cause then on Monday when I talked to him, it didn't sound like he really understood where I was coming from, but he just <laughs> wanted me to be okay. So he was just like, No, I hear you. And you know, it's like again, playing the 
playing the situation, the scenario over in my head five billion times, analyzing it, overanalyzing it, how I could have and should have handled it. And so that's why it's like it's harder for me to like work through stuff. And also, if it's with a person on and it's a and I hate that I'm this way. I really do. I think it's because you have to I feel like you have to like go out of your way to make a bad first impression with me. But if you do, it's really hard for me to let that first impression go of you. Yeah. You see, I relate to that. Yeah. Um, like I can get fixated, especially when I am in a, a disagreement with someone, I, I really can get fixated on stuff and obsess about it. Yeah. It, but when it's like, when something bad happens to me, like out of my control, um, or or something i'm trying to think of an example I think like you're, oh what like okay i when i went abroad i went to Krakow, poland and i took a tour of auschwitz okay it was an all-day thing i went with my friend it was very sad obviously his grandma literally was in auschwitz so it's very personal the bus takes us back to Krakow. at the end of the day we get off the bus and we go do a pub crawl we're both disturbed whoa we like noah thinks this is funny we're both like you're mentally ill because i've been to i've i've went to birkenau yeah and uh yeah the rest of our day was uh not bad It (laughs) (laughs) it it uh it was uh yeah it was I mean, I'm not going to, obviously I was affected by it. I cried at Auschwitz. I felt depressed, but I don't know. I feel, I, I mean, I think what we're finding here is that this is not like a, this isn't divided by sexes. This is just like, I'm a maniac. Well, I who think like kill his feelings. your family doesn't like feeling feelings. Like remember when after Red died, your sister told you like to just like keep busy and move on. Like, yeah, I think this is like. Brett and I are nice, normal people, and, <laughs> but you're a psycho. No, but to, but also though, on that note, my family's that way. Where it's like, okay, it's like, especially if we're like all together for vacation, it's fucked. We're like, there'll be like a blow up fight the night before, nothing will get resolved. Everyone goes to bed, and then the next day, everyone's like, okay, it's fine. We're all family. Everyone hug, and like, but nothing gets talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I totally resonate with that. Where <clears throat> like, yep, just get over it. Like, sweep it under the rug kind yeah. of deal thing. Yeah. Yeah, this has happened, like, a couple times. Um, This year has literally been insane. But, like, <laughs> um, my last year, my dad, like, ran over his own foot. And we had to take him to the hospital. Um, And that day, Noah went skiing. <laughs> and, like, my sister and I were just, like, just, I feel very exhausted by, like, you weren't mad that I went. No, skiing. I wasn't mad because but, I know that like you need to deal with things like the way you deal with them. And that's like finding a distraction. But for me, I get so tired from all the emotion and I just feel totally run down. And yeah. I think that's maybe what Noah doesn't get is that I get very run down. Um, yeah, I do you get run down. Yeah, I think. But I. I see I'm on I'm in both of your courts because I I'm that way too where sometimes I do need a distraction. Like if I'm like, you know, we've all had those days where we're like, fuck this industry, I'm fucking over it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'm finally like, Brett, just go do something else. Like get out of the house, just go do something. Go on a hike, go do something and don't think about this. Cause like there's nothing sometimes I'm like, there's nothing I can do right now and just Sitting here and stewing about it isn't doing any good. So, like, I distract myself. Yeah. Or I'll, like, call somebody and just talk about, nothing, you know, anything but that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just real quick, I want to circle back on the skiing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys are big skiers, by the way. I Not not for me. Um, I had to return the skis. They were, <laughs> the skis were rentals, and I had to return them. So, so you had to drive back to Big Bear mm-hmm. from Palm Desert. I had to. Otherwise, we would have been charged. And... I, you know, I drove two hours. I wasn't going to not ski. Yeah. <laughs> totally. But, I mean, the snow's right in front of me. Yeah. I got my skis. <laughs> I got those butter mons. Somebody shut me down the mountain and I'm skiing. 
I mean, what, I'm going to drive two hours, drop the skis off, drive two hours back. That's no, crazy. That would have been horrible. That's not yeah. even safe. No. <laughs> totally. Totally. You can't drive two hours back to back. Yeah. That'd be four hours driving. Yeah. Can't drive four hours. See, now, Midwest people, if it's like 13-hour drive or flying there, people be like, ah, we'll drive it. Oh, my that's God. That's a one-day drive. That's insane. That's Midwest, man. Um, God, that's crazy. Yeah, I think um, it's insane. God, that's crazy. <laughs> I I will say, Sid. So when my friend pointed that out to me, that like he made it like a a gender thing, which is which makes sense, New Jersey boy. Yeah, but I also, but I think <laughs> what With he a really job. What, <laughs> I think what he really was getting at, what you're getting at. It wasn't just one person; it was all of them. But what what well, they yeah. were getting at what New Jersey boys <laughs> with regular jobs, boring. He's gonna cut it. <laughs> He's gonna cut it. <laughs> He's gonna cut it. I know it. He's got the look on his face. He's gonna cut it. The look of cut. Um, okay, so what he, what I think really, and what you're getting at is, it's important, especially in relationship that you care about to let each other just feel however it is that they're going to feel like let them it's a roller we all have our own roller coaster of emotion some of it is a loop-de-loop some of it's very slow and it takes a while to get to the end doesn't sound like a roller coaster <laughs> somewhere slow We're slow it down this is a different roller coaster people this it's going to be slow for a long time <laughs> <laughs> but then it's gonna speed up a lot. <laughs> but like, just letting you go on that ride and not getting upset that you're like, you know, like my roller coaster is super fast. Mm-hmm. You know, my roller coaster is like, um, you know, you know, it's like Magic Mountain. That's not even a fast ride. That is Magic Mountain is a f- full theme park. Is it or what? I'm thinking. Oh, I'm thinking of the Matterhorn. Oh, wait, Magic Mountain. Wait, what was? Yeah, what Thunder Disneyland. Mountain. Thunder Mountain. Thunder Mountain Railroad. No, so the like one that's a- in the dark. Space Mountain? Yeah, that one. <sighs> Someone's never been to Epcot. <laughs> You're Wait, disgusting. No, that's Magic Kingdom. Wait, no. Magi- that's- no, the one that's, Fuck, that's the Six LA Flags one. is Shit. Magic Mountain, I think. Shit, we're all idiots. Okay. Shit. I just lost you guys like five Disney listeners. <laughs> um, no. No, I just think like, I think early on in a relationship, and I'm sure a lot of couples deal with this and is like, I can't control how you grieve or go through things. I really, you have, I have to be patient. I have with you and you have to be patient with me. Like you could, for, for me to be like annoyed or frustrated, if like something's taking along for you to get over, you could be just as annoyed at me for how quickly I'm getting over it. Yeah. And you never do that. No. And I don't think I do that to you. No, but he does want me to stop adding to the shrine I've made to our dead dog. <laughs> Which I mean, it's, I could keep going. I mean, it's it's. I'm thinking murals. Subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's starting to feel like a pet cemetery around here. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but but I think I just I I really I, I this weekend made me remember that like I just need to let you go through the ride. Like I don't need to get involved. I guess where it gets frustrating is when you're like not engaging with me in our relationship that's separate from that but it's also like you know no, no, it's a balance game yeah well i it's different sorry were you gonna say something no go, yeah. no um i was like let me add on to your relationship no, I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> um i have a very close friend who we're tight we talk almost every day and she was telling me you know about her day and, and she was telling me about something that um, she was experiencing that was obviously uh, frustrating her. And I, because, you know, I just, in my head, I was like, oh, I would have not dealt with that in the way that you dealt with that. And so in the moment, I didn't empathize with her or sympathize with her as well as I could have. And she felt that. And, you know, and then she, like, felt like she wanted to get off the, you know, and it wasn't like a mean thing. She's like, okay, well, she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to walk my dog. I'm like, oh, okay. But I could tell just cause I know her very well that she was upset. Yeah. And so 
you know, and I felt bad. And then it took me a couple of days, you know, and I like thought about it and I talked to my therapist about it. And, you know, my therapist said, you know, it doesn't mean just because she handled it differently than you would, you know, that's obviously it's okay. But also, you know, you don't need to like, like give her advice on how you would handle it or whatever, you know, but, and just to like, listen and be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, but it's hard to do that when it's like, oh man, that's not, because a part of my head was like, well, you know, you're putting yourself in that position with how you were handling it. Yeah. But that, and so I'm like, oh, you, and again, in my head, in the moment, I was like, you shouldn't have done it that way. Yeah. Oh my you God. Know, that's <laughs> no, but literally in my head, that's yeah. like what my, you know, just being honest. And I'm like, that's, I need to like retrain my brain to not have that immediate thought and just sit and listen and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like sometimes you go. Well, I, I was going to say that is a very male versus female thing of like when men listen, they want to give advice and mm -hmm. women just want to be heard. Yeah. And that's something a lot of relationship coaches say is like, stop trying to solve our problems just we just want to be listened to and heard and like have you say like man that sucks or like you know yeah. wow that's so hard let me bring you some ice cream you know yeah yeah Sid, and like sometimes i will be like jealous of how um i i it is a perceived thing that you are like giving more of yourself to your female friendships than you yeah. do to me but that's not what's happening. What what now what I'm thinking about is like they're just listening to you. Yeah. And I I do that as well, but sometimes I don't. But they always do. Yep. And that's <laughs> the truth. You know, so it's like Another it's facial not, look from Sydney Steinberg. <laughs> it's not like it's not like they're I think I think of it as like, oh, they're solving your problems. And it's like, no, dummy. No one's solving the problems. No, they just listen to me. <laughs> They're just listening. Like, um, yeah. Okay, let me be honest here. Uh, mm -hmm. This is a good conversation. Because yeah. when I, because in, in, in my, you know, it's like listening and, and, and just saying, that then I feel like if, and, and this is, again, I'm just being honest. I feel like if I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that happened, then I'm worried that that person's going to be like, that's it? That's all you have to add to the conversation? Right. You're sorry? No, that's literally all we want. Okay, cool. That's and good to know. That, it like, is good to the, know. It takes oh the, God. you know, the pressure off. It takes off. the pressure off. Yeah, I... Brad, I, I, feel I feel the feel, same way. Yes, because I'm like, well, I need to try to help. If I just say I'm sorry, then I'm going to look like a piece of shit. That, yeah, thanks. That I wasn't listening or that I'm not, that I don't care. And that's not, and so... You're I, sorry? I'm in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think unless someone specifically asks you for advice, yeah. then you don't give it. And I have always been like, am I a good listener? Am I a good friend? And I, I had a friend, one of the bad things that happened this year is one of my best friend's husband killed himself. And it, it has been like, just, uh, I'm one of the people that, you know, she calls all the time and mm -hmm. I was worried I wasn't doing enough. And then recently, you know, um, she's doing better and she told me that having a comedian friend has been like the biggest gift because she'd have other friends being like, Oh my god, like take a bath. I can't imagine. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm gonna walk, like do like whatever. And she was like, and calling you and you would just be like, Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> and she's like, That is what helps the most. Like just acknowledging that this was gonna be the shittiest fucking time. Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. that I get so frustrated. This is a, a frustration I can have with my parents where I'm like, tell, or not my parents, but like my family. Oh, yeah. Where I'm like telling them something that's wrong and they're just like, like what you said before, like, well, like not let it, not sitting in the shittiness of it with mm. me. Just yeah. Like, yes. Let's just sit in it. Yes. Yeah. Let's yes. just agree this sucks. Yeah. Let's, let's start there and then. Maybe as time passes, we can we I can work my way to that, and then I could talk to you about it. Yeah, because yeah. we're often not ready to solve it either. We need to like think and process mm. before we can actually do anything. Yeah, which is like how you solve it the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Rushing rushing to the solution is just not wise. You're not you're you're gonna still probably be emotional. Like you're you're acting out of spite, or you, you know you're not. Coming to it with a clear mind, a clear head. 
I mean, it makes sense that that's what like men do, and there's war, you know, right? Like, liter- literally, I solved it. That's why there's war. Well, it corrupts you, <laughs> and it corrupts you. It corrupts you. <laughs> um, okay. Um. Uh. All right. Let's. Let, there's another topic I want to talk about since we have a man. Man here. Um. That's how you. Yeah, it. man. Yeah. <laughs> this is a testosterone. Hell yeah, um, dudes. Brett, are I, you? I wait, just no, so I want to say I want to talk to you guys about something else too. Go ahead. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brett, you go first. Yeah, you go first. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of a hot topic. Then do it. Okay. So as a Heavy listener to the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, I have felt uh, it's interesting because I feel like the two of you, who are, I would say, conventionally good-looking people, uh, when you talk about having sex with other people, it feels like it's uh, uh, a very, you're, or like, you know, obviously you're married now and are together, but like mm-hmm. when you were in college and whatnot, that it was like a very common thing and uh, like I remember, Sid, you were like, um, "Like if I wanted to go out, or you're like if I wanted, to, if I was out in LA and wanted to have sex, I could just be like, hey, do you want to go home?'" And like, you know, it's a very easy thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. You talk about that. You remember? To yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And okay. I stand by it. And and I, to me, that's like that's amazing because like that was not that has not been my. Well, it's not the case for any man. Yeah, it's the case for every woman though. Yeah, like well, no, but even Noah talking about his college. And so anyway, I was listening and I was like, "Oh, I'm glad to be." So I'm, tonight I'm representing the, you know, the average conventionally uh, uh, person, you know, where it's uh, it's not as free-flowing uh, sex was. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... I, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, because I was listening. I was, like, making my eggs in my kitchen. I'm like, okay, this is not... I can't relate to this because this is how, how it was for me. He did not pull as much as he's claiming, I, I think. <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry. I I would say <laughs> I mean, I would say that I took a lot of swings, yeah, and there are a lot of misses. Yeah, like, are you putting yourself out there? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, okay. yeah, I mean, sort of. Okay. I mean, I'm of. meeting people, dating people. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I would, and I yeah. would say a majority of my sexual experiences came um, at summer camp. Where That's the, so disgusting. And <laughs> where you were a minor? No, what? No, when I wasn't a minor, when I was a counselor. And when With I was other minors, no, he's not a pedophile. <laughs> no, and when I was in college, which I feel like, yeah, this was all college. Like it, okay, it's just okay, it, okay. it feel like for me, and then a lot, and then in striking out a lot, a lot as an adult, which oh. is like part of why I wanted to be in a relationship. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, the way you guys made it sound, I was like, God, they're just, they were having sex all over the place. Well, Sid no. was. I, but once again, I do think that's like every woman. Like, if you want to have sex, you can just have sex. It corrupts you. It, well, it corrupts it you. It corrupts you. The penis corrupts the you. The penis does. Um, okay. Um, so, yeah, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brett, we fuck. He's going to cut it. it. He's going to cut it. <laughs> He's going to cut it. <laughs> no! <laughs> no. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is I wanted to ask you, Brett, yeah. how important is hygiene to you as a man? Uh, like brushing your teeth? No, Br- more brushing your that. teeth, shaving, smelling good, cutting your toenails, washing your face, washing your face. Yeah. Like he has great skin, so I think it's. I do. Yeah. You know what pisses me off? What? Again, I feel like ever since COVID, I have had. I've never. I was very grateful, very lucky. I never had very many pimples or didn't break out, didn't have any acne. But I, since having COVID, my forehead, I break out on my forehead. I'm like, what the hell? Like, in my late 30s, and now I'm breaking out on my forehead. Anyway, but I try to wash my face more now because of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily have a routine, but here's why. I went and got a facial, and I started putting this, all doing a routine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that made me break out more. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go back to, you know, what I was doing, maybe get a little bit nicer soap. So that's what I've done. But I brush my teeth twice a day. I, That's gorgeous. I floss probably three, four times a week. I should do it more. Gorge. I no, that's great. Um, How often do you cut your toenails? This I is don't really well cut done. my toenails. My, my, my nails are not. I bite my nails. But my how, then how do your toenails get shorter? I don't know. They just fall off. I don't know. Ew. No. <laughs> I don't understand. I I mean, oh, yeah, I guess I cut my toenails. Yeah, I don't, I guess there's I don't no way. They would be like 
that Guinness Book of World Records guy. Oh, that picture is disgusting. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, but let's see what else. Hygiene. Yeah, I gotta smell good. Can't smell bad. No, you really can't That's, smell bad. I that is one thing that really annoys me. If someone smells bad and doesn't know it, Ugh. I'm like, come on. It's horrible. I was at a wedding this past weekend oh. and I was really dancing up a storm and I noticed myself starting to smell bad. Yeah. And uh, I went into the bathroom and they had, luckily they had deodorant, but I just like, I don't understand how you couldn't smell yourself. Like I when you st- tell. when you stink, yeah. I can tell. It's why I can't wear cheap fabrics. They make me smell worse. <laughs> But I have a, I'm pretty hygienic, except for I have a real problem not cutting my toenails. And it's kind of affecting mine and Sid's relationship. Oh, yeah, because you're in the bed and you're slicing your legs up. I have a huge (laughs) cut on my knee from him. And it's very painful. (laughs) She wakes up in the middle and she's like, ah. Yeah, I woke up. I mean, I literally, I cannot tell you how many times I've like, like just truly stab Sid with the toenail. They're horrible. That's that would piss me off. Yes, and thank I f- you. I feel bad, but I'm also like, you get so mad at me, and I'm like, what do you want from me? It hurts. <laughs> I it's been like five, six years of this. You're, d- you're hurting your wife. Yeah, <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> you busy. So busy. It takes so long to cut the nails. It takes maybe five minutes. The most recent one though has really kind of changed changed me a little bit. Because it was such a bad cut. It was such a bad cut, and I was like, "What? I could kill you if I got you in the wrong place." Yeah, that's right. Slice mm-hmm. my neck with his toenails. Yeah. <laughs> God, I wish you'd uh, subscribe to the Patreon. You can see the cut. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, it sounds horrible. Yeah. Your own husband stabbing you in the night. I know. Sick. What women are put through. It's sick. It's yeah. sick. Anyways, it's corruption. Well, it corrupts you. <laughs> corrupts you. Um, before we go, we do like to end on a, a segment called "What Are We Into This Week?" He knows. Yes. Um, and Sid, do you want to go first? Is there anything you're into? Uh, you know what? We we Noah and I have similar tastes in food, and so when we first started dating, up until maybe. Up until we moved to Koreatown, actually, we were really into Indian food. We would go all the time. Like, if we had a date, we were probably going to Indian food. My birthday, we're going to Indian food. And then we stopped when we moved to K-Town, strangely, because it's right next to Little Bangladesh. But we, you know, hadn't eaten it in a while. And we got it again last night. Well, it made night. you, like, it gave you some, like, stomach problems. Well, yeah, it's obviously not the easiest to digest. We hadn't had it in a while, and we had it again last night, and it was so fucking good. So I'm back into Indian food. I love that. Sog paneer. It's like the best food. It's really good. It's not vegan, but it is vegetarian. On that note, um, I'm into free food. <laughs> and I know you were thinking, you know, a lot. Who isn't? Um, but what I mean is at work... There's two departments. There's the writers and then there's production. We ordered lunch separately. Production order is a lot. It's a bigger group of people. So they order a lot more food and then they put the leftovers in the fridge. So I'm going to the fridge at night, taking the leftovers and leftovers and bringing them home for dinner. Yeah. So we're getting tons of free food. It's here. like several meals worth of food. I'm bringing home crates and crates of food. And here's the thing. You might be thinking, oh, like, that's rude to your colleagues. Like maybe they want that. They throw it out. They were throwing morning. it out, which I think is really sick. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. There's so much free food that was just getting thrown out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we're talking about pounds of baked ziti. So much food. So now it's coming home with us, and I'm into it. It's amazing. Brett. Brett. That was one of the best parts about work in production, honestly. Yeah. I would take food home every freaking night. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. And you can't throw away big ziti and all that. I could think of that much. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody come around and kill you. Come around the corner and kill you. They would see you trying to throw away big ziti. Hey, what's that, big ziti? <laughs> Get hey, him. Put your hands up. <laughs> Stop right there. Put the big ziti down. Put it in my car. I, I popped the trunk. Oh Put it in my car and walk away. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Is that a wheel of parmesan? <laughs> Brad, what are you into? Um, you into anything this week or recently? Like anything that's been like kind of warming your heart? I started watching 
off of our a recommendation by our great friend Kaylin Tanamoto. We'll be a guest on the pod. Yeah, she's oh, a guest next man, month. The best. She's the best. Um, she told me to watch the other black girl on Hulu, mm. and it's fucking great. Really? It's. I think it's really. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I, th- I think it's such a cool. It's a nuanced show. You know what drives me fucking nuts? What is nobody? Everybody is like, no, we're looking for the. We're looking for a hard comedy. No, we're looking for a soap. Uh, a guy's soap, kind of like a. Um, uh, ballers or or uh, entourage. Oh, we're looking for like everybody is so afraid of nuanced shows, shows that aren't like exactly what is in front of you all yeah. the time, yeah. or, or is know? like one thing. Yes, is one thing. Like we're gonna genre bend a little bit. Like we're gonna like yes, there'll be moments of levity in here. Yada yada yada. Loki is a, like it's a nuanced show and it's doing well. Uh, um, the other black girl. It is. Again, a nuance, like, it's got a little bit of thriller in it. It's got a little bit of comedy, a little bit of horror in it, even. And it's so well done. And it's, like, centered around uh, this black woman who's, like, working her way up in this editing uh, um, uh, or publishing company or whatever the fuck it is. She's an assistant editor. And, you know, she was the only black person that worked in the office. And then there's another um, uh, black woman who comes to work at the office. And I don't want to say anything more, but... It's it's dope. It's it's really and again, after the pilot, this is the other thing where like so many shows I feel like people are, well, you gotta watch a few episodes to get into it. No, after watching the pilot, I was into it and I'm like, great, I can't wait to watch more episodes of this. Love it. Okay, we'll check it out. Yeah, we gotta check it out. All right. Well, I'm getting pretty tired. Me too. It's bedtime. Yeah, I'm tired. Brett, you sleeping over? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Um, guys. We have a Patreon. We have the Instagrams. Brett, is there anything you want to plug? Your social media? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, we uh, check out our YouTube channel, Genuine Jerks. We are doing a choose your own sketch series right now. We're partnered with this company, Patre- uh, Patreon. We're partnered with this company, Cosigned. Wow, uh, not even similar at all. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, yeah, where we just kind of we get three prompts fr- from the week from people who are subscribed to the series, and we make a sketch every we write and make a sketch every week. And the fifth episode just dropped today, so you can check it out on our channel. We'll have another one dropping next week. And uh, wow, yeah, yeah. And then I'm breezy underscore underscore f underscore underscore baby <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, guys. I'm telling you, when I say that we have a comedic genius in our bed, we do. I'm not lying. Go check it out. Um, we are on social media, Sid and I, you know where to find us. We have a Patreon, we have a YouTube channel, go follow it. And please write us a fucking review, man. We're begging you. We're begging you. We've been begging you. All right. Good night. Love you. Good night. Night. It's the Bedtime Paha Podcast.